I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. That is the sweet sound of a successful round three. Finally, for JT and my FNQ Moonshiners, it's been sizzling, sizzling weekend all weather round Brisbane, Sydney, Townsville, every single way. And also my Supercoach side. For once, I finally had a uh, good score to lead into this pod. So, yep, thank you. Thank you very much, Baz. Always a pleasure. But no, it's, it's finally nice to be on the, the round wrap pod and crowing about a, a, what what seems to be the highest score I can see in my seven leagues, so pat on the back to me. 11.92, uh, it's probably a one-week wonder. I'd like to thank Brent Nade and, and Jamal Fogarty, superstars all round. Uh, won't thank Willie Warbrick in your 14, but Harry Grant, captain, like it was all there for once. It's it's clicked, and uh, yeah, we're going to bounce back from, I think, 70,000th to 50,000th, but you know what? On the up. Plenty to get through. Uh, yeah, hot weather, I think the name of round three. Game's getting divided into quarters. The players getting injured. Forwards not dealing well with the conditions. It's kind of been the story of the first three weeks. Uh, it'll be nice to see what happens in, in terms of supercoach scoring when they, they get cold and wet like the games always do later in the year. But for now, geez, it's uh, it's definitely heating up. Plenty to get through uh, injuries. There's a stack of those. Rockets flock shockers. We'll go through them. And then the the game by games. Um, but been a been a big weekend. I have, I must admit, been... A little distracted over the last few days, so uh, the only game I've really been able to sit down and watch the full 84 was the Freaking Cowboys, uh, which we'll yeah, unfortunately have to go through for this pod, but yeah, not good. Ruined the Queensland Super Saturday. Thanks very much, boys. But I did say, I always say, Cowboys are it's very slow starters, notoriously slow starters, so just uh, tempering expectations, keeping you all off guard for our eventual run into the grand final. Looks a little while away for now, but uh, yeah, I'll, that's all I've got for the minute. But yeah, I had a work event at the Bolsey on Thursday night. That was uh, pretty good into karaoke, uh, Creed Hire, the go-to song. Uh, shout out to those boys. St. Paddy's Day event at the Ipswich Race Club. So that was a, a fairly big one, 60 bucks for all you could drink in, in three hours. That went down really well on a 40-degree day. Got the quaddy which was fantastic. There was an $81 winner in there. Thought it would have paid millions, only paid, a, uh, I think, about 500 But we'll take that into uh, Springfield United. Got to watch them. Uh, shout out to those boys. Uh, having tinnies on the hill on Friday night, which I uh, didn't realize you're not meant to do. But anyway, I had them. Uh, Mexican dinner on Saturday night. To forget all about the football result, that was fantastic. Binged Ted Lasso uh, today. I've never seen it before. Heard, obviously, all about it. Downloaded Apple TV for three-month free subscription, thought I'd give that a go, and I think I got through a season and a half. Great stuff. You haven't watched it, uh, definitely. 
jump on the bandwagon. Of course, finally had a good score with Supercoach and then actually had a call from 90-year-old granddad, granddad Ken, all the way up in Atherton there Sunday night with this uh, this zinger. And I've, I've tried to keep it down, take it verbatim, but you wonder where the jokes come from. This is it. Husband and wife are golfing when suddenly the wife asked, honey, if I died, would you get married again? The husband said, no, sweetie. The woman said, I'm sure you would. So the man said, okay, I guess I would then. The woman asks, would you let her sleep in our bed? And the man replied, yeah, I guess so. She then asked, would you put her picture up on our wall? Well, I guess I'd put it up next to our photos together, yes. Then the wife asked, would you let her use my golf clubs? And the husband replied, well, no, she's left-handed. Doesn't work when there's one of me here, but granddad Ken, firing through with the zingers on on uh, yeah a Sunday night. Love it from the big fella. Let's get into some super coach. Hey, rocker of the week. My captain, El Capitano. A lot of people were looking at Tommy Turbo score 103 on Thursday night and thought that was uh, loopable. I certainly did, given how bad my captains have gone, but stuck to faith with new import Harry Grant, and he delivered 105. Three tries, this one try contribution, 36 tackles, one miss. Probably can't be understated how uh, big that would be, 36 and no miss. It was sweltering conditions on the coast. Don't know how some of those fans were sitting in the stand there, but uh, 80 minutes he pumped out. Three try, it, like everything basically went through him and it's got to given some of the outs that they've they've had, the storm. Another loss, surprise loss, but Harry Grant putting up 105 points. Uh, got to give it to the man. He is a absolute superstar, so glad to have him on board. Flopper of the week. Yeah, a, a guy I talked up last week, uh, Sam Walker. Started decently in a rooster side that hasn't quite clicked just yet. They did on Friday night, but he was sort of surplus to requirements there. So 24 points for Sammy Walker. Did have a force dropout, but other than that, just a you know, handful of tackles and runs and that kind of thing, just not flowing through his hands. So I guess you'll have that kind of game with him. Uh, I thought he had a little bit of a higher floor than that, given he does goal kick as well. But unfortunately, just not his night. If you're you know any of the 14 15% that owned him, I think longer term, he looks a, a definite play in Supercoach season 2023. But yeah, it just wasn't his go on round three. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that indeed? The shocker of the week, Marcelo Montoya. Everyone's uh, we're talking him up after one trial where he bulldozed the poor Tigers into oblivion. I think it was, what, three, four tries on that uh, fateful day? A big fend into them. I think it might have been Charlie Stain. So Montoya put himself on the map very briefly, fell right away. I scored, I think, scored a couple of 30s to start his 2023. But on Saturday afternoon up at uh, Townsville, who'd have thought? 115. Well, thereabouts from the big fella. So it was getting over with ease. Those edge defenders for the Cowboys, absolutely dreadful. But 115 for Marcelo Montoya. I'd like to say I didn't see that one coming, but I don't know. Someone was worrying me about that that game. And uh, yeah, Marcelo definitely cashed in. So I mean, if you have you know, a handful of owners around the big Montoya, well done to you. All righty, let's get into the game by games. Yeah, how exciting get the drum roll going out because it was Thursday night and, uh, as I said, was at the Bowlsy, so unfortunately didn't get a lot of uh, viewing time for this one, but looked at absolute crack. It was following along the last sort of 15 minutes and seesawing. I thought uh, it, the name of this weekend was a lot of uh, a lot of late tries. It seemed to be the energy just not up there for uh, the early rounds as it often isn't. But, yeah, 34-30, huge point-scoring game. Top of the, the pops there, Tommy Turbo. So 103 points. Looks to be a set-and-forget 
kind of captain option if he's at home this season. So a couple of really good games for him. And healthy, I think that's the biggest tick for him. So Tommy Turbo, we know what he can do. Scored a try, two tries, set one up. That's just Turbo to a T. So well done, Tommy. If you went, um, it would have been an interesting play if you had had the, uh, I guess, balls to go Turbo straight C. Often people don't do it. They just... You know, I like to have that VC loophole up the sleeve. But if you did, 103, you've set yourself up for successful that round. But the real big question was then, what do you do with the loop? So if you're like me and you manage to avoid it and go someone a little bit, well, in my case, Harry Grant got a couple more points. So that was that was fantastic. But yeah, it's uh, one of those things you can look back on and you're either, yeah, you got to think about what's a loopable score and 103 probably isn't it the, the, I was leaning towards it just because my captains have been so terrible just to get that guaranteed points but glad I avoided it hope if you did loop you got someone uh, reasonably decent as your auto emergency next one was Ruben Garrick he was uh, you know when turbo goes well so does he but uh, yeah one try for him another set up handful of goals so just standard Garrick stuff 743k is a huge price to pay but that combination is looking pretty lethal to start the season uh, looking elsewhere Sean Kepi of note I guess 36 points he played about that many minutes as well he's one of those guys I think most people have floating around on their non-playing reserves but 36, I mean, you're going to take that from a guy who's currently priced less than 300k. Uh, Josh Schuster played his first game back from uh, that calf injury, so a little bit of concern late in the game. Put a kick up and then uh, you know, felt for his leg a bit there. They were saying potentially cramp, but given he's so fresh off the injury, there is some concern there that it is a lingering calf issue. So looking for news for him over the next couple of days. Nothing yet out from Sea Eagles camp. Olukwatu, uh, massive game, it seemed. Got that intercept try to, to seal it, but only 60 points. I thought uh, could have been a little bit higher for him, but again, you, definitely nothing to sneeze at. Slight disappointment for DC with 46 in a 34-point win. Um, you know, Occasionally, it can go to just a handful of players, and it definitely went to Turbo and Garrick in this instance. Uh, turning our attention to Para, it's a strange one for them. It's 0-3. They've been in basically every game, yet haven't come up with it. There's talk about the unfairness of the draw. A lot of teams coming off buys that they've got over the next few weeks. So, yeah, fresh legs, definitely not uh, ideal when you're scrambling and trying to get your first win, but it'll come. Uh, Dylan Brown, 88 points. So, again, another solid showing from him. Uh, Just bring up his score from last week, but 105 into an 80 here in a losing side. Like, he's definitely, uh, you know, the points are flowing for him. As they are for Parra, it's just not uh, translating to a win at the moment. But Dylan Brown in a pretty tough 5-8 5-8 spot for Supercoach. Well done if you've gone him early. A couple, uh, couple of issues coming out for power in the injury front there. So Matt Dury, he picked up an ankle or knee injury, I should say, late in the game as well. So a bit of concern there given he's got that history of the ACL tear. So hoping for good news from him, but didn't look good. Missed, I think, the last half hour of the game. So not ideal. Uh, elsewhere, you got... Uh, Mitch Moses did okay as well, 59 points. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, I'm not sure whether this was injury-related. Um, it didn't seem like it, but uh, down on minutes this week. So I got 55 and was subbed off pretty early. I think 27 minutes in, uh, Mamoy Sia came on for him. So, yeah, they're just maybe tempering their use of, of Hopgood. He's a high-intensity player. So uh, drop back to around the 55-minute mark. Maybe that's where he'll sit when Maddo comes back, uh, I think, next week. So keen to see how he fits into the rotation. But again, 45 from 55. Uh, it's not godlike scores like he's been getting, but you'll take him. 
Um, elsewhere, nothing overly exciting. Bryce Cartwright, again, another 50. Uh, yeah, didn't outpoint Dury here, but might get there in terms of long-term play. Next up, we had the Dolphins getting the third win, so the reverse of the Paris. So 36-20 over a pretty unlucky night side. You've got to say there's just that many injuries. It's uh, very, very unfortunate for them. Daniel Safidi picking up a, a shoulder injury. Injury in this game, not ideal. Their forward stocks are absolutely depleted at the moment. Uh, but looking at the the top scorers here, so you had uh, Tezzy New. Well, there you go, uh, 107 points. I think he was in the 30s to start the year. But, uh, yeah, could have won Shocker of the Week, but was outscored by Montoya. But 107, massive game from him. And how's Jermaine Osako? I've talked about, like, we've spoken about this guy. Uh, if you're going to buy a Dolphins player, both of him and Hammer, had really good break-evens coming into this, but we just thought, yeah, Sarko is such a rocks and diamonds player historically, but so far it's been nothing but diamonds for him. So well done to anyone that showed a bit of faith and gone him. He outscored the Hammer by about 26 points. Hammer back in, in 55, did score a try in the second half. But yeah, uh, Jermaine Sarko doing good things. And Tommy Gilbert, uh, we did talk about him possibly uh, lowering his minutes now that Lemuelu was back, so he went down to, I think it was around 59 minutes from memory, so not quite the 65, 70 of last week, but that's probably where he's likely to sit in a healthy side, so barring any mid-game injuries and that kind of thing, but 70 points, backing up a, a try score and effort last week, so well done, Tommy Gilbert. Uh, otherwise, I guess a bad score for people and one that might have stung you a little bit with looping and that sort of thing, Isaiah Katoa. So I got that one try assist last week to late to boost his score, but 27, it's uh, going to mean his price rises are a little bit slow to start his, his year, but uh, at least he's building and he's looking okay out there and keeping Milford at base. I guess that's all you can ask of the rookie. Uh, over at the Knights, Lockie Miller, good, I guess, new, good news piece for them. Given all the injuries and everything going on, it's nice for them to have uh, well, it looks a pretty gun fullback in the making. So for Supercoach, 52-50 and now a 98. So uh, scored a really good long-range try uh, coming in off the back fence to make a huge run where I think it took the lead for the Knights. So they were in this game, which is, uh, I guess, a, a shame for their fans. Decent crowd at home as well, but uh, a couple of tries for him and looking really good. So he's 593K, had a 69 L break even coming into this game. So it won't rise too highly in price, but... Just want to keep in mind, he's center wing and fullback. So center wing spot's been a bit of a, a hit and miss target at this stage of the year. But uh, Lockie Miller looking pretty good at the back. Not sure what happens if Ponga, when, if he gets back, but suggestion that he could go to fullback. So whether that moves Miller to an unfamiliar position, not too sure. But for now, he's doing the job. Tyson Gamble, again, backing up. This is crazy. 70 points. Uh, who'd have thought... We were talking on the pod with Alex on Tuesday. There were a couple of guys that we thought could benefit from this board crisis at the Nice, and that was uh, well, one of them was uh, where is this? where is he? I have to scroll down. That's how poorly he scored. Jack Hetherington, he was starting prop. He got 15 points from about 30 minutes. Terrible. Uh, but the other guy did a little bit better, and that's Leo Thompson playing at lock. Got around 55 minutes, scored 49. So a game where. Um, you know, Thompson did nothing really but tackle and that kind of thing. Uh, 49, nothing to sneeze at. He's 320-odd K. So with a you know a couple of guys like Safidi being out now, it's really going to be opening up to these sort of young rookie guys and Thompson looks like a guy that could step up. So keep an eye on him. Uh, nothing else overly of note. I did see Dane Gago had a 37. He's constantly rocks and diamonds in this super coach caper. 
just mixing up the mixing up the soundbite here as we go to the Friday night second game. So I did watch half of this one at Springfield United. So uh, yeah, surprise result I thought because South looked really good in the first half. Roosters just classy coming over the top of them in the back end. So it started terribly, but they're just building. The Chooks, so for them, Jackson Polo, so 101 points. He's benefiting really being on that edge. Scoring a couple of tries here, 101, nice to see. Matt um, Butcher, good offload to get him over the line, 71. So in terms of the Butcher brothers, uh, Nat was slightly more expensive than his brother Egan, who got 49. But Nat's been solid so far. So a couple of 60s and now 71. If you've started with him, he's a yeah, decently high-priced player, but putting in and getting good scores in 80 minutes. So cannot uh, cannot complain about that. Teddy had his high score of the season with a 60. So a lot of people moving him on with the buy next week and also given that pretty hefty break even. I think it was 140 heading into this one. He's going to shed a lot of cash. He's not playing next week. So if you've still got him around, you might as well keep him if you didn't move him on for this week. But hopefully you've got uh, yeah coverage there. Tommy Turbo's doing good stuff. So... I guess the Roosters, as they build, so should he. And that seems to be the case here. Another uh, try assist. Yeah, he's only got one line break for the year, though. That was back in round one. Uh, he's got a try assist in every game, but no line breaks. And a handful of busts here, I think six. But yeah, just not uh, not quite Teddy of old just yet. But it looks like something is uh, building here at the Chooks. Brandon Smith, this one was a killer. I think everyone moved him on this week. If you didn't, uh, I guess you're kind of happy. He came off the bench. He was bumped for Jack Turpin, came off the bench. Played about 40 minutes and scored a try. There you go. Who'd have thought? That's just classic super coach, you know? Get rid of these guys and put money on them for any time try scorer. Uh, who else we got? Um, I mean, Hargraves was back and you could already instantly see the influence on him. For super coach, irrelevant. He got a 43. But for the Roosters and what he does for their NRL side, uh, huge stuff. Joey Manu, 31, and that facial fracture that possibly uh, reared its ugly head again. It looks like the diagnosis is okay, and he should make it back. Uh, well, he is going to be suspended for a week, but should make it back after that uh, unscathed. But, yeah, didn't look good going off the field with that swelling and all that. But 31, so back to, he yeah, fell back a little bit this week, but started pretty well last week. But we'll get another yeah round to cool his heels on the sideline. Otherwise, yeah, we talked about Sam Walker. Not uh, not the greatest score here, 24, but should bounce back. Uh, who else we got for the Bunnies? Let's turn our attention to them. Kaloa Matungi. If you were to get a, I think I saw Whisperer say this, if you were to get a South's uh, second rower, it wouldn't be Cam Murray at the moment. It would be Kaloa Matungi. He's doing uh, fantastic stuff. 104 points here. Really strong out on that edge there and a lot of attack directing itself down that side. He's constantly getting big minutes. There's no question about that there. You don't have to worry about the sort of uh, rotation that Cam Murray playing at lock always seems to go through. But Kaloa Matangi, uh, relatively high price, 701k, uh, 80 and 62 to start the season. So again, uh, really good score and shows his ceiling. So when he gets in the attacking zone, often uh, leads to points. So good on any Kaloa owners. Campbell Graham bounced back with a 91. So yeah, a little bit down last week, but... Huge, uh, huge result for him, and he was in a lot of the good stuff as well. Luttrell, uh, similar to Teddy, I'd say, just not quite kicking on yet, but 66, nothing to sneeze at. Cam Murray, uh, 61 in about that many minutes. So, yeah, not a not a terrible game from him. Alex Johnson, 59, another solid score. And Damien Cook, I guess maybe not for his price tag, but 58. So falling back from the likes of uh, Harry Grant and, and Reese Robson, who did quite well this week, but... Uh, again, nothing uh, you'd immediately trade him out for. And then scanning down the list, uh, Moale, 24 points or 25. 
a couple of injuries for the Rabbitohs that may help him out. Hame Sele, unfortunately, made it one minute on the park in his return from injury before succumbing to HIA. He should uh, miss next week under this new 11-day resting protocol that the NRL are introducing. And Shaq Mitchell picked up an ankle foot injury. So with uh, yeah some cavalry returning, it looked to be yeah, lights out for Moale, but and a, a poor score here as well, but may just find his way into that extra minute rotation with those injuries. So, yeah, if you've still got him around, probably not an urgent sell, but we would have hoped for a little bit more than we're getting out of him at the moment. I think, yeah, 25 from about that many minutes. So need him to get more luck in that rotation. A lot of the big minutes in this game went to Tom Burgess and to Tola. I think they both played 55, uh, which, yeah, we would have hoped for more with that one-minute injury to, to Sello, but not to be. And then Cody Walker, just not firing for him this year, just a 42. Next game was a, another massive scoring one, 38-34. Titans getting the job done over the Storm. Two in a row for the Storm. Surprising results, but uh, yeah, cavalry of injuries and maybe some coming back. you got Cam Munster, who's training and looks okay to be there next week. They desperately needed his class back. Uh, weirdly, in, in terms of supercoach scoring, despite scoring 38 points as a team, high scorer in the side was Brian Kelly with 65 for the Titans, so tying it with... Khan Pereira, uh, must say, was tossing up in this game between Khan Pereira and Willie Warbrick and went the latter and I think got, I think, 50, 51 point difference in the end. So what could have been would have turned my 1190 or whatever into a, a much higher score, but not uh, to be in this case, whatever. We'll, uh, yeah, Khan Pereira is a bit of an enigma at the moment to uh, tries here, but just not a lot of base involvement. So you're going to rely on him getting points throughout the season. So yeah, it's flip a coin territory for him as you go. But yeah, for the, for this game, if you trusted him and you backed him daytime at home, he's definitely rewarded you. Dave Fafito did go off the field in the first half, was brought back, played around 60 minutes, scored 49. Disappointing for owners in a daytime track, tied forwards. I would have thought he'd uh, be a little bit better in that second half. But yeah, 49, not a terrible uh, output again, but Fafita just not quite kicking on as we'd expected as a non-owner. I'm happy about it for now, but I can just see, again, left edge, things are opening up for him out there. So not translating just yet, but I reckon it will. Uh, otherwise, not a huge amount doing. Tanner Boyd, 47. Bit of um, bit of talk in this game about the benching of Kieran Foran. So look to be taken off the field in the first half, looking pretty uh, I guess rattled with the heat and with all the work going on, a couple of errors. They brought on Jaden Campbell to play in the halves and then kept him out there for the rest of the game and uh, yeah, shuffled some people around, but Foran not happy about it on the sidelines. Joe Stimson actually, as uh, comparing him to Fafida, played almost the entire game. Only scored 30 points though, so that's classic Stimo. Turning our attention to the Storm and Harry Grant, as we said, rocker of the week, 105, doing everything good out there. But Nick Meany, this is unfortunately one that got away from me, 103 points here, but had him penciled in all throughout the preseason. Ended up going Brian Toto. Kind of regretting that. Uh, Meany, 76, 38, and now 100. And three is his form line. So, again, not um, not huge in the first couple of rounds. But you can see here, when the Storm are on the attack and he's kicking goals, and for now, while Pappenhausen's out, he looks a, a go-to in this side. So, whether that changes when Munster's back, not too sure. But two losing efforts uh, in a row here for the Storm. Something needs to change for them. But... Mini owners, well done, 103. Uh, Peze, good to see. Uh, Tri-scorer in uh, his debut game. Uh, a lot of that going on so far this season. So 
well done to him. Jerome Hughes, 68, kind of holding the fort down okay without Munster. But again, he and Grant, if it's not going through those two, it's yeah, just not happening for them. Eli Katoa, 64, uh, again, a little bit scrappy with a, a couple of errors and missed tackles and that kind of thing, but you'll get that out of him. Uh, on the other hand, you know, he busts tackles and he busts the line. So, uh, yeah, doing his job. And fortunately for both him and Loyero, when Tarek Sims made it back for his first game this round, uh, he played through the middle. So we were uh, assuming that would happen, but you never know until it uh, unfolds. But that was the case here. T Sims. Uh, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag for him, scored a try and then a couple of uh, pretty basic errors. So, yeah, you get that from the veteran on his way back. Uh, similarly, Justin Ollum made it back on the field, 44 points, nothing overly uh, huge there apart from his hit. I uh, can't remember who it was on, but it was absolutely glorious. Straight through the ribs, so well done. Uh, love to have you back, Juzzy Ollum. Um, otherwise, not uh, not a huge amount here. So, Christian Welsh, not sure whether it was the heat, but only played 30 minutes and scored, what, 25? So, yeah, it's a, a down game from him. No real offloads. Not sure what it was in this case, whether it was just a matter of managing his minutes for the long term. Hugely en- energy-sapping kind of game. So the aging veteran just couldn't uh, couldn't hack it potentially out there. Hopefully it's nothing injury-related. But, uh, yeah, poor score that will stick out. And how's Remus Smith and Will Warbrick? Geez, 17 and 14, respectively. Uh, Glad I turfed Remus last week. Will Warbrick, yeah, hasn't got a try yet, needs one, and, yeah, desperately waiting for it. Annoyed that I played him, but, you know, if you're going to stack up him and Camperera every week, I'm probably still going to land on Warbrick just because it's a storm. But anyway, not to be this week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, yeah, here's the weekend ruiner. The 26.12 Warriors win over the Cows. Must say, congratulations to the Warriors. You have, they were terrific on the day. They put pressure on. Sean Johnson winding the clock back. Tomorrow, Martin tearing us up, uh, the old club. Jazz Tavanga back provided a lot of, lot of energy. Wade Egan looked dangerous every time he had the ball. Uh, Torhu doing his usual stuff. Just all the, all the key players for the Warriors were clicking. They looked fit. They looked healthy. We, complete opposite. So... Not sure what it is. It's training up in that preseason heat in Townsville, I'm sure, because every year, notoriously so, starters, Warriors pounced. They look a good side this year. Had a bit of a down game last week against the Chooks. I thought we're still in the game late, but not to be. But yeah, Warriors look a yeah different prospect this season. So Anton, all you Warriors fans, well done to you. Big win here. Uh, yeah, for you guys, Marcelo, that was a big one. 118 points, a couple of tries. Uh, I would say simple tries, but... Um, Jeez, good offloads and 
beating the the elderly folk we have out on the edge. Uh, you got it. Well, it's whoever's in front of you. So well done. Marcelo, tomorrow 91, Jastavanga 81. He did come back off the bench in his first game for the season. Not sure, we weren't sure what he was going to do to Torhu Harris in his minutes, but thankfully Torhu played the full 80 for his owners. Not sure whether that was because of a couple of injuries, one being to Wade Egan, who came off a couple of times with HIA, uh, did come off in the last 10 minutes, so could miss next week under that new 11-day protocol, as we've said. It didn't mean I don't think that he failed it, but because he got taken off in that last 10-minute stretch, meant he couldn't come back on. So, uh, yeah, I think everyone's expecting him to miss next week, but not in 100% on that one yet. So, uh, Wade Egan, as I said, looked fantastic every time he had the ball. I can't believe it's the same bloke. Uh, it's He looked dangerous on our line every time. Uh, yeah, it looked like he would take a dart. Did score a try, uh, could have set a few up, but uh, Wade Egan, 68. If you bought him, you'll take that massive price rise and hopefully back, uh, if not next week, the week after. But I think looks, yeah, I had my doubts about him and I, I, I wouldn't have gone near him before last week and I said the same on the pod, but uh, proof is in the pudding. He's getting attacking stats week to week, so doing all the right things. May not be with uh, Jazz there, an 80-minute player. We didn't suspect that he would be, but... Yeah, so far so good for Big Wadey. Uh, Torhu, a little bit down this week with 55. It was, a, I guess, a not a dour game, but a tough conditions kind of game. So uh, Torhu's played a lot of those to start the season. So whether it's just catching up a little bit with him here, not sure, but could see a, maybe a, a dip in his minutes going forward as a worst case. Don't think it changes him being a, an elite option in Supercoach, but... Uh, yeah, a little bit down for him. Mitch Barnett, uh, also forgot to mention, he went off with a shoulder injury. Turned out to be a little bit more serious at first, than first thought, but ho- thankfully all clear. Went to hospital, had scans and all good, so should be right for next week. But yeah, it looked a little bit nasty falling down. Uh, on the Cowboys side, Reese Robson, the only shining light really in our side here. Scored a try, um, plenty of tackles. I think 50 they credited him with, or 45 thereabouts. Um, all Good stuff. He made one error, but apart from that, as a Robbo owner, yeah, yeah, this is a, I guess, proof is there. He's a, you know, base stat beast. Loves a run too. A couple of early runs that looked dangerous. So, yeah, he's, he's always floating there and thereabouts, playing 80. So, ticking all the right boxes. Uh, one of my few good decisions so far. Tom Chester, debut 60, well, second game actually, debut in the starting side in 62. Opened the try scoring. Thought we were in for a good Arvo, but not to be. Val Holmes in. What's been a pretty badly beaten side? Well, not badly. We're just playing badly. Uh, side over the last, over three rounds, I guess. Fifty-seven again. Uh, yeah, he got steamrolled in defence, so that made the highlight reel. But nothing overly doing. So Val, if you're an owner, you're still sticking strong. I think we will turn the corner. Uh, who else? Tal Malolo looks a uh, yeah the super coach relevant of the past, but forty-five in about fifty odd minutes. It's just not there for him this season. Ruben Cotter. A lot of people moving on from him. I don't. Blame you for it, 42. Uh, not doing, uh, I guess, last year's stuff anymore. I think they might have told him just to tone it down a little bit. Hugely high-intensity game, kind of like a Hopgood type from last from this season. But Cotter just hasn't kicked on quite as we expected so far this year. But, yeah, shedding a bit of cash. If you're uh, yeah, moving on, there's probably some options going the other way. So uh, just keep him on the back burner for now, I would say. Otherwise, yeah, not a hell of a lot doing. Healam Lukey, good to see him back. He's about 400-odd K, played 20 minutes off the bench, was probably one of our best. Uh, when you compare him with Nanay, Nanay 
Uh, the amount of runs that Lukey made, I think, tripled what Nene had done in the entire game. So something needs to click with with old mate. But uh, yeah, Lukey, good to see him back. Might be eased in over the next couple of weeks, but it looks like we desperately need him out there. Broncos getting the job done. This was a surprising, uh, well, interesting game because, what, Dragons were 16-6 up. There was a two-point field goal, and then it was all the Broncos in the second half. I think was that almost 30-odd points to two to uh, close this game out. So the poor old Dragons thought they were in this right until the final 10. But the Broncos, 3-0. There you go. Well done to them. Queensland side's doing the job in this round, <laughs> except mine. But anyway, uh, for them, Reese Walsh, big trade-in target this week after a pretty blitzing show last week. He was on zero points in the first half, and I was crowing. I thought, uh, yep, yeah, peaked early. These Broncos fans and, and super coaches alike, but Reese Walsh, in the space of 40 minutes, puts egg on the face with 100 nearly, 99. So quiet to start the game, but we just see the Broncos look like they're going to be closers this year. They had a... Slow start last week against us, slow start this week, but they turned it around and, and piled it on at home. So good to see for their fans. And Reese backed it up a couple of tries and one setup. Adam Reynolds, 100 points, just outpipped him, but plenty of good stuff going through him. A lot of force dropouts, sort of try assists off kicks and that kind of thing. Katani Staggs had his first good game for the year, 93. Uh, I mean, probably not going to look at him as a super coach option week to week because he's so erratic, but when he gets it right, he uh, yeah scores big in a couple of late. Uh, attacking stats for him here that pushed that one up. Payne Haas, all the wraps on him coming out of the game. So looks an absolute beast. I think people have quoted him never looking, quoted that he never looks uh, fatigued, just looks like he could play an entire another game after the after the full time whistle's gone. And yeah, if you would, uh, if you would back against it, but 90 points in about 60 minutes. So yeah, not uh, yeah, definitely doing a lot better than my boy Joe Tarpane. So I thought um, with the off-field stuff and everything, it might play on Arse's mind, but so far so good. Playing good minutes, uh, getting a lot of work done out there. Uh, attacking stats will flow. A lot of his work is in base. I don't think he got uh, any here, or but he got a couple of try contributions with some really handy runs, a uh, couple of offloads as well, a couple of busts. But yeah, just does a lot of the good work. Him and Paddy Carrigan definitely Carriganing this Broncos side. Carrigan with 65 for himself. Uh, elsewhere, Selwyn Cobber had a, a decent game for once, 58. He's been a little bit quiet, but got a, a try or two here. To uh, yeah, if you, you probably if you did own him, have turfed him by now. But 58 will stem the blood in, blood flow a little bit. Ezra Mam uh, relatively high on the trade target in this list this week, 48. Uh, not the superstar kind of score you would think in a 48 point home blowout. Did get a try, um, you know, a handful of tackles and that kind of thing that, that boosts them. Try off the line break, so. Ma'am, we'll uh, see a decent price rise this week. And looks like when the Broncos are on a roll, he's there and thereabouts. So he, Walsh, sort of floating around speedsters. So will lead to points throughout the year. Uh, it's probably about it for the Broncos, turning the attention to the Dragons. And I thought last week looked, well, for the first 40 minutes, looked like it could be the sign of uh, the tide turning at the Dragons. Zach Lomax was doing good stuff out there. Uh, Tyrell Sloan was there, Jaden Sewer doing good things, Fiona, all these guys that looked confident and then just something went to shit in the in Hook's halftime speech. Needs a bit more liveliness in his voice, I reckon. But uh, yeah, there you go. Jaden Sewer top scored for them with 66. I was keeping an eye out on Jack Bird of interest here because he's still playing at lock. Last week, I think he was 70 thereabouts in 50 minutes. 
almost played the full game at lock here. So 54, a little bit down on last week, no attacking stats or anything. But it's just uh, what happens when Jack DeBellin gets back, whether he takes the lock spot from him or whether Bird stays there and they do something else through the middle, uh, proper rotation or something like that with JDB. But Bird at lock, 54 in a side that was ultimately well beaten, then yeah, you're not going to trade him in next week on the back of that, but just still keeping him in mind because I think there's this good stuff there for some reason, scores tremendously well at lock most of the time. Uh, elsewhere, not a lot doing. Benny Hunt all the way down at 24 points, so a pot option at halfback, but thought against the old side, usually loves playing at Suncorp, loves playing the Broncos, but uh, yeah, not translating to points here. And Ben murdoch Masilla, in terms of cheapies, he's probably bottom rung at this stage, 235k. Uh, played half the game here, backed up his 37 from 72 minutes with a 15 from 40 minutes here. So if you've gone BMM, not going to get a huge price rise out of him. Sunday's games. This was a what ultimately turned out to be a cracker. I was off the I was off the couch watching this one. Uh, saw the the second half and yeah, Tigers. I thought. I was frustrated watching them, and I don't know how the fans put up with it. There's mid-game changes. There's just random benchings. There's weird positional changes during the game. There's just a lack of flow. There's players yelling at each other. There's a 70,000-year-old bloke in the coach's box that is still getting a run, but there you go. Uh, Unfortunately for them, didn't quite get over the line, but I thought they were close. Jeez, with a bit of luck. Dewey doesn't drop that ball late, and they get a, you know, Brooks does something, then yeah, what could have been? But uh, doggies held on, so two and one for them, and zero oh and three for the poor old Tigers. But I thought a lot better if that twenty minutes is going to show anything. It's just go through the middle, get people running onto the ball. All that good stuff was when someone's just charging onto a, a good ball. And there's so many flat-footed players. Not going to go into it, but yeah, as a non-Tigers fan, it's painful watching. Don't know how those poor blokes sit through it every week, but. Maybe signs that things will turn there with some changes. Um, big one, probably Brandon Wakeham. I thought strange one to inject him off the bench uh, with, I think, maybe 30 to go, but immediately change things. So it was finding shape at the line, uh, throwing good passes, spreading the ball quickly to the outside men who then did good stuff. So it all seemed to change when Wakeham was out. Uh, that actually pushed Dewey back to fullback. Looked like he picked up Dewey uh, a little bit of a leg issue in the maybe final 15 might have been cramped but uh he did have strapping on it afterwards so was still kicking goals i'm not sure hasn't been anything coming out as yet but dewey uh yeah we'll get into super coach scoring i guess now but yeah dewey didn't look uh 100 out there so for the tigers brent naden my boy he's finally kicking on i thought uh yep i was ready to turf this guy in a couple of weeks but finally things are clicking i thought might go down his edge a little bit more than they, they did last week. Round one was good. Here was even better. Uh, a couple of try assists, a line break for him. It was good stuff. And, I mean, one was kind of contentious. It may have been a, a meter or three forward, but you'll take it as a Tigers fan and a Naden Supercoach owner. But 91, heavily involved, could have an issue with the judiciary if they look unfavorably on his shoulder and possibly elbow to a prone Bulldogs player. But, uh, yeah, you get that sometimes. Luke Brooks, 63. Yep, don't know how that happened. Uh, Clemmer and Utoya Kamanu, 59 and 52, respectively. I thought the Tigers did their best stuff when they were both out there, from at least what I saw. So, yeah, they need bigger minutes. So, currently, I think Utoya's at 45 and Clemmer's at 50 minutes. So, yeah, they, I don't know, need to get them out on the park a little bit more than they are. 
but I'm not a coach. And uh, yeah, Adam Dewey, 27 points. It's a, It was a strange one. He had a really good round one when the side wasn't going well. Last week fell back a little bit. And yeah, with 27 here, not a lot going, but potentially the shift back to fullback is a good one for him. He can take runs more, less pressure on him uh, to throw passes and that kind of thing in the line. Commentators saying it all the time. He's a runner, not a thrower. So hopefully Dewey has one job from next week, maybe at the back and just yeah, runs hard and straight. Johnny Bateman made his return, 42 points. Uh, yeah, typical fiery game from the Englishman. So there and thereabouts in a couple of mellows that uh, almost broke out. But Bateman at least seems to have his headspace right. A couple of errors, you will get that on return. Uh, probably tough conditions as well for him to play in. But uh, yeah, keeping an eye on him for Supercoach, looks like he's going to take a lot of the you know, the running and the, the ball shape when it gets close to the line. So Bateman, 42, yeah, not matching his current price tag but one to keep an eye on uh you know, nothing else really doing interestingly david norfoluma was the one to make make way for brandon wakeham not sure what's doing there but you know poor old nofa doggies jo- josh paul alamotti 71 points uh yeah luckily played him this week i think a lot of people might have had him on the bench a couple of quiet ish kind of games but in heavily involved in the first half here so well done alamotti 71 matt burton Again, a classic super coach one. You trade him out and he has his best game. I think a lot of people did. Uh, looking a lot better, similar to Dewey, just decided to run this week and, or what Dewey should be doing. Ran this week and you could see off the back of it, a lot of good stuff happening. Set up a try, scored one of his own, like really good stuff for Burton. Uh, kicking, uh, not kicking goals, I should say. So given that one up, and that role uh, went to Kyle Flanagan, who did okay. But, yeah, without the goal kicking, I think Burton, yeah, falls back a little bit in the pecking order for mine, the super coach. So uh, not overly unhappy to have moved him on. But, yeah, just unfortunate to see it happen this week, but whatever, that's super coach. Hayes uh, Perham, good from the back, I thought, again, 61. Cheapy center wing, so you'll take that every day of the week. Uh, Jacob Preston, first of the Jacobs we'll talk about, 58. He got the full game out there again, looked dangerous. Real good combination out on that right edge. And it looks like a lot of shape going down their side as well. So Preston, heavily involved in attack and defense. I thought looks a real gun. A couple of shaky moments, but you'll get that from a rookie. Karaz, on the other hand, 58 points uh, from all base, basically. So he does this seemingly every week. When he gets a try, he'll go ballistic. But uh, as a if you're a new owner, and you'll get a massive price rise this week. And at a game where he scored zero attacking stats in terms of try assist and, and try, uh, you'll absolutely take that to the bank because it just shows how high his floor is. He had 44 points in hit-ups for a, set, for a winger. Huge. Uh, you, you look at some of these other guys floating in there, uh, you think Camperera and that kind of thing. The difference in base is phenomenal between those two. So... Jacob Carraz, well, yeah, great stuff. Unfortunately for new owners, didn't get the try, but you'll take the, the price rise every day of the week. Uh, who else? Reed Marnie, I thought, uh, turned it on a little bit in that second half, so try assist in a 40-20. Elsewhere, like 53 is probably not a, a huge score for an 80-minute hooker who's kicking 40-20s and setting a try up, so not getting through a hell of a lot of base just 33 tackles, but, you know, that's what Grant gets. So it's a it's a surprisingly low score. That, that might update. I thought he was a little bit higher than that, or should have been. But, uh, yeah, we'll see when updates come through. Uh, who else we got? That's probably it for Tyler Mariner, 38. I uh, don't think Paul played the full game, but 
yeah, the, the doggies looking like they're clicking. So we nearly gave it up at the end there, but I think something's building there. And unfortunately for now, non-owner, look to be on the back of Matty Burton. Last game of the round here, and Raiders just holding on. This would have been heartbreak if they had given it up from a pretty healthy lead, but they didn't. They hung on for once, and yeah, Ricky's singing the praises. Hori Corsbra, the big Hori, getting 101 points, two tries. You wouldn't read about it. Alex Trial can't get any, and this bloke scoring doubles for fun. But there you go, uh, the big horse, uh, second row, front row, jewel, 101 points. I'd need to go back and check the stats, but I have to suspect that's his highest ever super coach score. So well done to him. Tom Starling, probably a, a big one of note here. 94, heavily involved in attack. Got the almost full game courtesy of the unfortunate injury to, uh, uh, geez, Danny Levi. Um, lost his teeth on the field courtesy of a broken jaw. Uh, apparently, the news was that they were uh, having to look for his the officials were having to look for his teeth in the halftime break, and uh, yeah, came up without him immediately. And I shouldn't laugh, but thought about that uh, Simpson scene where Marge has still got Milhouse's teeth after they get knocked out in the ice hockey game, and he comes up knocking for the door. Do you have my teeth? No, <laughs> good. Unfortunately, I shouldn't laugh at it because yeah, uh, broken jaw sees poor old Danny Levi out for six to eight weeks. But if you don't laugh, you cry. So it might mean good stuff for Tom Starling going forward. I suspect he'll go and resume that rotation he had last year with uh, with Wolford. But uh, in a you know, 78-minute game here, 91 points. He was doing great stuff, looked dangerous out of uh, running the ball and fed a couple of tries. So Tom Starling, one to keep an eye on. Just not sure if he, you know, this was an obviously a huge game for him courtesy of the minutes, but I suspect he floats back to that um, almost 40-minute role timeshare that he has been doing with Levi, probably will do uh, with Wolford. 73 and 48, though. So despite the uh, yeah, minimal minutes, getting some good scores. So one to keep uh, a definite on. At 444K, it tempers him a little bit in terms of what you would get out of a price rise. But a break-even of six here should bump up to around the 480, 500K mark. So, yeah, uh, an expensive one. Unfortunately, not a cheapy like or ish that you'd hope for. But, uh, yeah, good to see for for him. Jamal Fogarty, 78, and playing a lot of hooker, actually. It was worth uh, keeping an eye. Tom Starling sort of backed out in that second half for the first three, uh, almost four tackles every set, and Fogarty would step in and play hooker. So maybe just giving him a spell as he's not used to these big minutes. So, Fogarty, 78, uh, tri-assist, a uh, couple for him, a couple of runs that uh, led to some good stuff as well, busts. Good to see. I've, I've had him from round one, hasn't quite kicked on, but things were working for him here. So kicking goals, 78, it's going to stem the flow a little bit. Uh, not sure again whether he's a long-term play, probably not, but I'm absolutely going to take that and shove it in Alex's face. He doubted me from the start, but here it is, just took three rounds. Joe Tarpane, 59, so not getting huge minutes, which I'm surprised at. Still no Josh Papali. And Tarpane still can't break more than the 50-odd minute mark. So a lot of daytime games so far for the Raiders. So I'm not sure whether that's got anything to do with it. But again, Tarpane looks a machine when he's out there. So Ricky, pull the trigger, get him out there for 60, make us super coaches happy because he's been a little bit quiet so far this season, Tarpane. Not the offloads, not the bust we'd come to expect. Uh, elsewhere, not... A huge amount going for the Raiders in terms of Supercoach. I mean, they're probably not the hugest 
almost popular uh, side to pick from given how they've gone so far this year. But uh, hopefully that win for them uh, triggers a, a little bit of a bump up in confidence in that kind of thing. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, that Danny Levi stuff is pretty nasty, as is Nick Kotrick hamstring injury. So should be another backline shuffle. Uh, they've got some decent players in the wings, though. So, uh, yeah, Kotrich, unfortunately, out uh, what looks like a couple of weeks with a hammy. For the Sharks, it was the Braden Trindle show in the second half. I thought, uh, yeah, really good stuff from him linking with Britain Nicola. So Nicola got 77 with a, a late try there. Really good stuff. He's outpointed Teague Wilton over the last couple of weeks. So Wilton got a 59. A lot of base stat involvement for him. Thought he was close a couple of times in that second half, getting uh, fed the ball from Moylan and the like. Close to the line, but didn't quite get over, whereas Nicola did. That's the difference in scoring on the day. And Trindle, who's been filling in for Nico Hines, 60 points. So Nico might be back next week because, uh, well, Trindle did play on through an ankle injury. So if there's any doubt for him during the week, you'd suspect they might try to get this week to be the one that Nico comes back with. So... Yeah, keep an eye out for him. You could have Munster and Nico Hines back in the space of a week, which would be a huge shakeup to Supercoach. Uh, otherwise, Will Kennedy, really good, I thought. Only 50 points to show for it, but I thought a lot of good stuff the, the Sharkies did came through him. Uh, so again, looking like a pot option, but one for draft and that kind of thing. Not really a classic option, given his uh, ceiling isn't quite as high as some others. And Cam McInnes uh, did take note. He had a really low-minute kind of game. I think he played 30 minutes, scored 29 so price is dropping. Should he get to uh, fill in for whatever reason throughout the season, he'll always be an option. But for now, just uh, yeah, price is trending southwards. Uh, that brings us to the end. I'm just going to have a quick look through the uh, injury list to make sure I didn't miss anyone. I don't think I did. Yeah, the big one for me, Dury, just to see where he sits because yeah, he's been a pretty handy cheapy so far, but just not a, a nice headache to deal with. Hopefully, it's all good stuff for him. Uh, and yeah, if you own Wadey Egan, he was a really popular buy this week. You're sweating on that HIA result. Uh, that's it from me, but a decently long pod. I'm obviously happier than I have been. It would have been an even bigger pod if the cows had gotten up, but not to be. Slow starters, but we'll turn it around and see you all in October. I'll see you back here on Tuesday for the SC Report. Yeehaw. <laughs>
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.